Blog Talk Radio. blog talk radio i do not know if that was all staticky for everybody else but um that was supposed to be crosstown by Jimi hendrix um (laughs) anyway that is an amazing song and we have a little story to go along with that um but i'm not sure about that um recording um i hope the studio is holding up well we have um george holtz with us today holtz hollywood um the true hollywood story of photographer 
George Holt, and uh, it's amazing. Um, some of the images, uh, and we're going to be talking about his newest release. And I have Spencer Drake also with me co-hosting, and we'll be talking a lot about the different things that um, Spencer has done, because Spencer actually worked with George on a project with Joe Jett. And uh, we'll be talking about that, too. So let me introduce both uh, George and also my guest, Spencer Drake, who um, is an accomplished um, record, you know, sleeve designer and designer and is in a lot of different museums, as well as George. You both guys are there. Tell me. Hello. Hello. Oh, from uh, upstate New York. (laughs) Yeah. I remember where you are right now. Um, I'm 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 flying around in the atmosphere. Let me just say that. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're well, I'm only like um, you know, 25 minutes from Woodstock, so I'm kind of channeling that. So. You know. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. So wait, I want to ask both of you: Did that song yeah. sound okay, or did it sound yeah. kind of funky? Oh, it definitely came it out. Did? Ollie, very good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It sounded fine. Oh. I'm just listening on the phone, but yeah, it sounded very good. good. Yeah, it's yeah. always good in any way it sounds. So. Oh, know. cool. Yeah. Because on my end, it was. Super staticky, but it could be because of where I'm at right now. So, yeah, probably. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but it's an amazing song, and I know when I when George, I asked George, I said, George, tell me. <laughs> I like to my shows really personal, and 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 with with Spencer, and we both like to do this. And tell me, <laughs> what music do you want to open and close with? And you said, well, being because I'm an, I'm an ex drummer. You're never an ex-drummer. You're a, you're a drummer always, right? Right. That's true. Um, okay. That's yeah, true. you said, uh, my taste is very eclectic. And you gave me a list of all these really amazing songs. And I don't know why, but I was drawn to Crosstown by Jimmy. And then a song we're going to close with, which I'm not going to tell anyone about. But when I told you we were opening with Crosstown, you and Spencer got into a conversation about Jimmy and about that song. So why don't we talk about that and then talk a little bit about your newest book and um, your projects and your mm-hmm. amazing photography. Okay. Where, well, where do you want Go to start? Crosstown. Okay. No, I was just saying when I was researching music that, you know, you had asked to, to play for the yeah. show, and I was looking up Jimi Hendrix and drummers, and I didn't realize that he had played for the Isley Brothers. And yeah. I had photographed him years after, you know, Jimmy had died, but it was just like, it was fascinating to me. I was like, well, yeah, some of those uh, guitar riffs were definitely very Jimi Hendrix, but I just, you know, it was like one of those things I never realized until I, I kind of looked it up, so. Wow. And and Spence, you said you said there was a video that's out. Yeah, there was a video. That, right? uh, it's a very raw video, a uh, very short video that I caught on Facebook, uh, actually several months ago with Jimmy playing with the Isley Brothers, and he's dressed in this, like, suit, and he's got the guitar. You know? Oh, wow. And Holly, you got, and George, you got to see where his hair is. It's like a whole different Jimmy kind of a little bit, but he's doing the riffs, you know. He's doing the riffs with them. It's kind of like a backup uh, with the group, but it's a great video. It's kind of like isolated video. It's amazing, you know. Wow, it's yeah, like I definitely will check that out. It, yeah. It's like underground. Oh, real quick, if anybody wants to call in, the number is 347-677-1036 if you're in the USA. And um, also, if you want to go into the chat room, you can go into the chat room and ask any questions. I see the chat room is filling up. So for anyone listening, the show will be available 
afterwards on iTunes and also on demand on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio. And gosh, you know what? It's like the day before New Year's Eve. This is such a great way to, mm-hmm. like, welcome in the new year. So, George, you're yes. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no. uh, George, George let, let me ask you, uh, what yeah. made you have the idea of conceiving the book? And uh, You know what I'm saying? Um, well, I mean, so I just doing yeah. the, I mean, portraits for, like it says, 30 years and actually a little longer than that. But, you know, ever since I was, you know, 16, maybe a little earlier, I always had a camera in my hands and I was always awesome. the one taking, you know, pictures of our, you know, the family pets and, you know, my girlfriends and the family. And at some point after I think I was around 12, I disappeared from all the family photo albums and because I was always one <laughs> pictures. And, uh, my sister Jane was in the Navy in Guam, and she bought me a, a very serious Minolta SRT 101, you know, single-lens reflex camera. And after that, it was just, you know, all photography. I took all the photography classes I could, and I always just, you know, that's all I did was take photographs and work in the darkroom. I was, I was just obsessed with it. So I've been doing, you know, portraits for a very long time. I think my very first celebrity photograph was of Lynn Anderson at a... At a um, she was at a 4-H country fair in Clinton, Tennessee. She was getting off her <coughs> horse and stuck her tongue out like she was just exhausted. And I snapped that, and my, my sister Bonnie said, oh, you should send that in to People magazine. They have their Star Trek thing in the very front. So I sent it in, and they published it, and I got a check for like $50 and, or whatever it was at that time. And I said, this is really exciting. You can get paid for this. <laughs> so that, was, that sealed the deal. And then ever since then, I've been taking portraits, and... Yeah, as far as the book goes, I um, had done several other books, um, some with my nudes, and I just wanted to, you know, I felt it was time to, to do one with my portraits. It was actually, you know, people, you know, knew of my work, like in museums and galleries, I was, you know, primarily known for my nudes, and more on the, you know, commercial side, people in editorially, you know, in album covers and things had seen my work, but no one had really ever seen it as a body of work. Right. And... I got the the idea together about doing a book, and with um, you know my friend John Hyden um, and, and Jerry over at Smog Design in Los Angeles, and we just started going through this. And they said, well, you know, you just need to scan all your photographs, which took almost two years to do. There was this, you know, it's all contacts, negatives, fifteen filing cabinets, just full of everything. And so, you know, go, and going through the editing process, I would see things that you know, I never chose before, either because I just didn't see them or thought they were interesting or because they weren't particularly right for, you know, the assignment. And, you know, people always wanted kind of, you know, things that were more safe or more conservative. But there was always that kind of stuff I did for myself, and this was you know, a way I could kind of showcase that as well. So it was, you know, it was a way for me to revisit my work, which was also a kind of a fascinating in process as well. Well, it's by the way, I want to book. tell you, I want to tell you, uh, George. I don't God. know if you know this, and Holly, that Jerry Hyde yeah. is a close friend of mine and known him for years. She's actually profiled in a book that we did, but uh, she's nominated for a Grammy on a package for uh, the Grammy Awards this year. That's right, the December. Oh wow! Yeah, very yeah. Cool. yeah. Holly, she's an amazing designer. That's yeah. awesome. Well, you know what? When I got this book, George, and I looked at it, it was just <clears throat> so rich and lush. And then when I went to your website. Not only just this book, Spence, his photography, his fashion photography, and also his product photography, the presentation photography that you've done, it's really 
very unique and very different, and I saw that you did a tribute to Helmut, um, Helmut Newton with fellow Art uh, Center alumni. Yes, um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we were so. all assistant, assistants to Helmet back in, when we were at Art Center in the late 70s, That's which amazing. was, you know, kind of I a fascinating to be in Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah, incredible. You know, the music scene with the Roxy and the whiskey and, you know, and just, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like on that, you know, the, the album shoot he did with Van Halen, I, and I tied David Lee Roth up in chains and, you know, ran out to McDonald's. Oh, wait, so wait, here we go, okay. <laughs> Oh, all the stories I could go on forever. Stories, no, we want to get the stories behind the pictures. So, I'm intrigued about the chain one with David Lee Roth. Tell me about that one. Well, it was funny because I was at a show in Paris. It was like two years ago. It was a big show of Newton, and I don't. It was some big retrospective, and I saw this huge print. It was a very beautiful art print. It almost looks like a woman, and it's the you Mm -hmm. know David's hair is very long and kind of blown out, and his his eyes are. His hands are above his head. I don't even know if I had ever seen that as a, you know, as a print or whatever. And um, and I just remember seeing that. And I go, oh, I was on that shoot, and it was like funny because it's you know when we did the show, the three boys show. Of course, you know we had some memorabilia and memories from that stuff and that shoot. But that was yeah, it was one of my first, um, you know, jobs was when I was assisting for Helmet while I was in school. But that was. Wow. They're in Pasadena, you know. It was uh, it was kind of fun, you know. It's kind of uh, you forget about that stuff and you realize, like, well, that was actually really cool when you think about it. You know? I, I want to bring up the Joan Jett story photo. because let me do, let me yeah. talk about the Joan Jett story. Yeah. So I'm working on Joan Jett and I have mm-hmm. this album coming out called Pure and Simple, and so I asked for portfolios. And so George's portfolio comes in the office and like I don't know what happened, George. I was like bowled over, <laughs> literally. And I had these other great photographers, by the way, in my office. But yeah. I said something about this book. And, I, and at that time, uh, you have to uh, excuse me. I didn't know who you were, but your book was so intense. And so I sent it over to you know Kenny and Meryl Laguna, and of course they okayed it, and Joan. And the shoot went on. Now, the thing about the shoot that's interesting is that there are two photographs in the book that extracted from that shoot. And I got to tell you, George, when I think about it, uh, one of them was her legs crossed with a guitar that's in the book in black and white, and yeah. I chose the color version. But mm-hmm. the profile picture, in mm-hmm. hindsight, when I saw this picture mm-hmm. in the book, I said, "Oh my God!" You know, you know something, George? I would have changed the front cover to that photograph because oh even goodness. though it's a profile, it's so strong and with feeling, you know. Yeah. So, and and by the way, the album. When, when Judith and I designed it, we used so many of your photographs. I mean, we wanted to do this whole, in the CD uh, package, if you see it, the book yeah. was filled with the pictures, and the uh, the vinyl cover has a lot of pictures because everything you shot there was amazing. And then, and then of course, now I want you to know, if you don't know it, that the album is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame permanent collection with our other wow. albums, so it's a legacy thing in their lifetime, you know. Wow. Oh, that's but, awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. a really an incredible experience, and I was so happy to see the photographs in the book. Um, and I just wanted to tell you that, you know. Oh, thank you. I mean, it was a very, you know, memorable shooting. It was, you know, it was really kind of simple, I guess, well, like the name, pure and simple. I mean, we shot everything against, you know, in a white eggshell psych, and I did some some interesting kind of behind-the-scenes stuff also in the dressing room. But, um, you know, what was also particularly amazing about that you know you don't you don't when you're living it and you're photographed at the time you don't realize not only was joan amazing but her glam squad of linda mason who did the makeup and john right Sa- right That's john right. sahag who 
who unfortunately passed away some years ago. And, I mean, his hair was just incredible. He was considered the Michelangelo with scissors. And, um, right. wow. you know, he just did that whole look, that hair, especially in that profile shot. You can just see it. I mean, it's, it's a work of art. And Linda's makeup and, you know, it was just so, you know, it was, you know, like the name says, it was very pure and simple, but that's what it was about. And um, There's one shot in there, George, I've got to tell you about, and you, and you may not know this, but Kenny was mm-hmm. a big fan of the Pretenders. And mm-hmm. so the... I worked on the first album, which, if you know, the first cover is them literally with a white background. And okay. You know, uh, you know, together on a group shot. And yeah. so you did a shoot. You did on the shoot. I don't know if you're aware of this. I, I don't know if he told you that. I don't think he did. Yeah. You shot them uh, together with a white background. Yeah. And so, yes. and so band, yeah. I put the shot, of course, in there thinking, oh, my God, Kenny's going to love this. And uh-huh. I got to tell you, it hit him like a light bulb. Because uh-huh. he told me wow. that shot. He says, oh, Spencer, that shot, just like the Pretenders. And I got uh-huh. you didn't, I want you to know that. That was like a home run, that oh, shot. That's so funny, and I just posted a picture I did of Chrissy Hind on Instagram today. I so, saw really? that. Wow. It's amazing. Wow. It's beautiful. Legs forever. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like the I like color. Um, you did the, it's, it's, it's not really black and white. It's more like a, a taupe color background with it like really right how would you on the, describe the that black photo? and white shot of chrissy yeah that's really interesting yeah it was you a black it. and white like you, I just, a... you know a little bit i tried to kind of duplicate the it was a slightly warm tone you know when we did the tritones yeah. in the of the book and tried to I'm you know copy that a little yeah, bit I don't, like you never yeah, know, you know it's beautiful the legs her legs i mean she's really yeah, i mean yeah. that was an amazing shoe it was funny we were in my old studio at lafayette street and, you know, that was back in the day when Tower Records was across the street. So if you needed right. like, a cassette yeah. or a CD or an LP, and Keith Richards lived across the street. I mean, it was, you know, it was way before that area gentrified. And I just remember, like, her being there, and she goes, everyone, get the fuck out of here. It's only going to be me and him. They <laughs> <laughs> did her hair and makeup, and she I want everyone out of here. And everyone just went and sat in the hall for, like, two hours while we shot. And it was it oh, was hilarious. Funny. It was great. But she, you know, that's what she wanted. She didn't want, like, to you know, to put on a show. She just wanted, you know, a very intimate photo session. And you know, and she she was incredible. And well, funny. The other very, thing I want to ask you about is uh, a very strong picture in there. Of course, you got a whole bunch of them. Um, is some picture very very heavy. It's the Steven Spielberg shot. And uh, why I'm bringing mm-hmm. this up is my partner Judith's parents were in a concentration camp. And mm-hmm. they survived, thankfully. And I know your life surrounds that. And mm-hmm. um, it, it was a, it's an amazing emotional photograph when you look at it. And I wonder if you mm-hmm. can yeah, tell us behind that. Yeah, I mean, I, that was for Newsweek magazine right after um, Schindler's List had come up, and they were doing a feature on Stephen. I, I don't know if it was for Man of the Year or, you know, whatever, but it was obviously that movie was, you know, very a very big deal and still is. And, um you know, but I was very intimidated photographing him. I don't know. You know, I photograph a lot of actors and actresses and musicians. Mm. You know, something like photographing a director because I kept thinking, well, he's going to tell me he doesn't like the light. <laughs> like he doesn't like the way I'm directing him or whatever. So I was a little – but any, the idea was to do something around the movie. And at that time, I was doing a lot of things with projections and um, and projecting them on people. So I had an idea was to – Photographed some barbed wire on um, with the old 
Pola, it was a 35 millimeter, I think it was called Pola Pan, and they had a very high contrast one. And then I actually used, just used to use slide projectors, and I would oh, light wow. with a, a series of slide projectors and kind of maybe mix it with other lights. So I would have, you know, four or five kind of very high-powered carousel slide projectors lighting somebody so wow. you know you know they had to hold very still and it was very bright and it was like you know you get overlapping but it was just you know there was no photoshop in this it was just that was you know that's how it came out yeah, in the film yeah. and um you know my my personal story my you know my father um was born in germany and kind of left there at the age of you know 13 after you know, his grandfather had got beaten up by some nazi youth and Jeez. there was whole story ensued and anyway he had to get out of the country very quickly and he came over to and basically came on a boat by himself when he was 13 and lived with some relatives in in Westchester and basically didn't know the language his father who came over later didn't know the language and so it, we we had family that did perish in the concentration camp some family got out and you know went to different places were on boats went to you know, to, to Cuba, and then, or you know, some of them ended up going to Israel and, and surviving. So yeah, it de and definitely, you know, is something that resonates deeply with me. And yeah. it's the only picture. There's a little Polaroid of Stephen and I standing together against a white background. My mother has that framed up on her um, mantelpiece, and she's 95. Oh, that's, yeah, wow, <laughs> so it's that's amazing. You know, George. Yeah. Um, your life is really interesting. I want to. I wanted to ask you a little bit about your background. I know that you talked a little bit about your family, but I want to. I wanted to ask about two pictures that resonated with me, um, Spence, mm -hmm. in the book. I know that you're going to agree with me. First of all, the cover is amazing. The yeah. cover. Oh, pop. Just, oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Oh, uh, he's just he's just amazing. He's an amazing person. I've met him quite a few times and. He's just a great guy. And the other one was the Nicolas Cage picture. Love mm -hmm. that one. Yeah. That yeah. one. Tell me, what was that one all about with you and Nicolas? Um, that was for, what was the, oh, come, my mind's drawing a blank he right now. The, the movie camera. he did, I would he think it was called um, Super 8, right? The uh -huh. the one yep. he did, it was kind of the movie about. Um, oh, yeah. Um, well, let me look. Anybody got a computer by them? <laughs> let me look. Well, Super 8 was a movie he was in. At the name of the movie he did, it was about, the, you know, the, basically it was, it was about kind of the the, the porn industry. And, right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what's the name. Maybe it was, um, eight, no, 8 Millimeter? Oh, what was the name of that movie? Yeah, it was great. Or 8 I know, Millimeter? I know what we're talking about. Somebody help me out here. Wait a minute. Let me look it up. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it. You know what? We were photographed. We were looking for a location. Great. And that was um, with my uh, that was for Premier Magazine. I was working with my good friend oh, Chris wow. Lagerty, worked with mm -hmm. you know at, at many different magazines. But and I was living in the archive building, and there was some play uh, was the manhole or one of these places like you know over off Christopher Street. And we went in there. And we go, oh, this place is perfect. It had like the chains and the colors and every everything we needed. Mm -hmm. And there was I just I remember walking in, and there was like little. Bottles of Windex on each table. <laughs> what <laughs> paper towels? Like, oh, that's funny. That is but anyway, funny. Nicholas, he, he was, um, you know, a real trooper, and um, yeah, we had done, and I had actually photographed him before. Uh, actually, maybe I don't know if it was two or three times, but I did the the movie poster for Face Off, and yep. um, with with him and Travolta, and I that was actually that. Yep. that was on a. Um, 
a film stage in Hollywood while they were actually, you know, shooting. And I had like 10 minutes or less than that with each of them. And that, you know, I had to perfectly shadow their faces on each side. And that was it. You know, you shot it all on Chrome. You were hoping you got it. And, you know, I shot, you know, his face. And we had, you know, stand-ins that, you know, the exact size of the face and the whole thing. We got it. But but anyway, wow. back to whatever the name of the movie we're looking for is. I think it was 8 millimeter. Um, yeah, you're and funny. Then, and then Joel Schumacher <laughs> was there, and I shot him at the same time. So, you know, he was very much, you know, kind of like, you know, yeah, this is the feeling we want. But, yeah, it was, just, it was very intense. And we had, you know, the camera and, and everything. And it was... And that was actually going to be – it was a runner-up yeah. for the cover, and they ended – it didn't make it. We ended up using it as a, really? a poster. Really? I always really like that shot of Nicholas. And, you know, he's, a, he's such an interesting character, too. And is such he a, is. You know, his lineage and just everything, that you know, the family and all the, you know, the great movies he's been in. And every once in a while I'm like – Watching a movie late at night, and I go, "Wow, that's Cage!" You know, it's like a movie. I forgot he was in. <laughs> have you have you have you been to his house? He's got a shark no, never in been the to his house. Living no. room. He's got oh, a shark no. tank. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, the, the other shot I want to ask you about is Kevin Spacey. That's a really cool off that's with the color behind one. it, and it looks like Broadway lights, and it's it's really amazing. Uh, different type of photo, you know, George. Uh huh. Yeah, that was a, another uh, fun story. That was for. I believe it was for New York Magazine. It was for, like, the fall fashion issue. And um, anyway, the idea, we started off in the the studio, and we had him on a motorcycle running through, like, fake fall leaves, and we did all, like, kinds of stuff. But we we had this idea that we would rent one of those uh, double-decker buses that drives around Times Square and Mm – had it, and, and this was, you know, it was late, and he was a, he was a real trooper, and he just kept getting kind of funnier and looser as the night went on. So anyway, we're we're kind of driving around. Must have been ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night when all the um, Broadway shows are over, and it's just you know him, myself, and maybe an assistant and a couple of you know stylists and stuff, and we're we're driving around Times Square, and you, it's as you know, it's so bright there. You know, yeah. you, you could shoot total ambient light, and this is you know way before digital. And I had my bed, big Pentax six by seven camera there, and I'm, you know, realizing I don't need any lights because the ambient light of all the Broadway lights was incredible. And this was right after American Beauty came out, so we had you know shots of him with roses and you know all that stuff. But he just starts standing up and doing this like one man comedy show, driving around Times Square, <laughs> basically talking to everybody who's getting out of the shows. So everyone starts noticing that it's Kevin Spacey, but we're moving. And he's like, oh, did you, you know, you get out of that show? How'd you like it? I heard it sucked. And he just had people going. I mean, he was hilarious. I was laughing so hard, I could barely <laughs> take photographs. And I just kept thinking, why don't I have this on film? It was just, you know, before the day you rolls and all this stuff. And it's just still one of those memories. You know, we got the shots and everything, but it was just like, I mean, what a gift. You know, the guy is so funny and so sharp. And then this went on for like a half an hour. And it's wow. still to this day, like, you know, like assistants of mine, they'll, you know, they've been on a lot of shoots with me. They will talk about that shoot, you know, because it was just, it's like when you're, you know, when I was shooting Carly Simon and I'm, you know, sitting there, she's in her bathrobe and we're kind of waiting around, I don't know, for the lights to be set up. And she starts playing your Sylvain on the piano. And, mm. you know, it's, like, you know, chills are kind of going down your spine and go, was this really right. happening? You know, it's like, <laughs> so that was, that was fun. And I got to and play the other drum. Shot, I want to ask you to, uh, another thing. The Don <laughs> Cheadle and the Julianne Moore shot. Now, uh-huh. was that at the time of Boogie Nights, that film? Yeah. Or was that after? That was all, yeah, that was another um, shoot for um, Premiere Magazine. 
Mm-hmm. And again with Chris, that was um, we found this incredible house out in the valley that looked like a porn director lived there. And, and I remember it was oh right out. Oh my out God! Of, and the people <laughs> who lived there looked like. Where, let me guess. Tarzana. Somewhere up in the hills, yeah. and, you know, Sherman yeah. Oaks or I don't know, you know, like the valley. <laughs> oh, and God. so it, it was just, it was hilarious. And But this house was perfect. We, you know, that we had rented all this furniture. We didn't wow. use anything because it yeah. was just, everything there was perfect. But that was, it was an editorial for Boogie Nights. And everyone was there except Burt Reynolds. You know, I photographed the cast together along with, you know, Anderson, wow. the director, and, um, yeah, it was great. So we did individuals. I did Julianne Moore, um, you know, Mark Wahlberg, and um, yeah, it was very cool. What's interesting is that film, of Don. course, you know, was nominated for Academy Award. But besides that, that really started their careers. That movie. Yeah, that's what makes that interesting. That whole era that you shot. Yeah, it was just, and every, you know, the styling, everything was like, you know, just spot on, and they were really into it as well. So it was. Um, mm-hmm. It was very cool. Well, you know, I just picked – when I looked through the book originally when Spencer and I both got it, I was like, Spencer, oh, my gosh, some of this stuff is just amazing. I it mean, is. Um, I want to know, like, out of – I know that you have – it's hard to say what's your favorite one favorite because you can't have one favorite. But mm-hmm. out of all of the pictures from this latest project – um, and then I want to ask you what you're currently working on. Um, is I want to ask you, do you have any favorite or any one in particular that really has a story besides what you've already shared with us that really has stuck with you? That's really like kind of impacted you in a way that it stayed with you for a while. Out of all the out of all the subjects, well, that that's tough. Um, <laughs> with that book. No, no, with that book, with that one. I mean, there are a few. I mean, that 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 you know, yeah. the book has a lot of stories, and there were other stories that you know just didn't make it in, and then other stories that would you know make it in on things like this. But um, I mean, I'd have to say probably, you know, like Jack Nicholson, um, Angelina Jolie. Oh, that he was great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was that. you know a very interesting shoot. It was for Entertainment Weekly magazine with. Um, with Helen Hunt, as good as it gets, so it was shots of them together. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, you know, I was just kind of, there was a lot of downtime, especially, you know, when you're waiting for women to be made up and wardrobe changes, and Jack's just kind of sitting around there and his publicist, Pat Kingsley, is <laughs> over in the corner. <laughs> and I just, just said to him, I said, God, I'd love to just get a, a, a portrait shot of you. Of course, it wasn't like, you know, something that they had needed or whatever, and Pat kind of rolled her eyes and said, okay, and he said, okay, just one roll. At that time, one roll was ten photographs, you know, because it was larger uh-huh. format. So I had everything set up. It was just a very simple lighting setup, and he was, you know, of course, smoking his camels and stuff at, at the time. And I just did this this one roll, and the last shot was this kind of profile shot of him with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth and the smoke billowing up. And, I, you know, I, I thought I got it. You just kind of had that feeling sometimes when you shoot. Yeah. And then, you know, he film wine and I'm asking like you always try to sneak in you have your bodies camera bodies loaded and he goes oh that's it I said one roll I said okay that's and thanks and then I you know went ahead and processed and of course the magazine ran it full page and you know they loved it but it was just you know I I couldn't just let Jack Nicholson just sitting there in the studio without asking him I had you know because it was like you know and it was and I'm, I'm glad I did but that that was 
you know, one of those just great stories. And what was it? What was it like working with? Bruce, what was it like working with Bruce Willis? Bruce yeah. was very cool. That was. Um, I use that word too much. I, I think. I guess. I don't know. I guess this is. No, you people. don't. Cool's a cool okay. word. Oh, I looked. Nicholas Cage is eight millimeter. That was the movie. For some okay, reason, cool. I thought it was. You're funny. Yeah, that was. Oh yeah, God. but anyway, I, so I wasn't too far off. Um, Bruce Willis, we that was really late at night. He was filming. I think it was one of the diehards in Philadelphia. Yeah. And we were uh-huh. at some um, big locomotive museum, a train museum, and right in the, you know, and they had like the big old locomotives. I, I think it was very near where they were shooting, and he had these huge Israeli bodyguards around him because he said, oh. you know, he'll go somewhere like a bar or a restaurant, and people just want to pick a fight with him just <laughs> because they they think he's that character, and if they kick his ass, then they, you know, they beat you know, you know Bruce Willis. So, because I was, I wait a guy like you need a, you know, all these bodyguards, you know. But he was, you know, he wasn't like um, super personable or anything. Or, or I would, I don't think I would use the word warm. But he was very professional. He did, you know, exactly what was called for, and he was, he was very intense. He took direction well, and you know, he gave us plenty of time. I mean, to do what we needed to do and you know there were a couple extra variations and things we wanted to try and um yeah but it, he he was great I, I like let, me, let me ask you a question this is off the cuff but what artist mm-hmm. gave you the hardest time let's say on oh, the well, they're not in the book <laughs> oh they're not in the no, book i love that i love that i mean sometimes that can work for you too you know, no, um, exactly. that, that tension that, you know, it's not always, you know, sometimes you'll leave a shoot and everything kind of flowed really nicely and you get the pictures back. Oh, that's really boring. And other times you're just like uh, fighting, tail, and, you know, you, you don't think, oh, God, that was like the worst experience. And then you go like, wow, this is really intense, you know. <laughs> so. You know, I want to ask, who have you not shot that you want to shoot? Wow. That's I think it's some one. of the, the newer, I mean, they're not that new, but, you know, like Jennifer Lawrence. I've always wanted to work with Meryl Streep. I'm, that's wow. never happened. You know, it's wow. Amazing. Well, let's that's put that out there. President Obama would be really interesting. Um, I don't know. There's, I think I, you know, pretty much everyone on my wish list I've gotten to work with, but there's always, you know, I think it's like some, you know, like that newer generation that that's coming up as well. Yeah. Or, I think yeah. I think yeah. Obama would be cool because I've yeah, seen some pictures of him where he's really very intense. He changes yeah. a lot in a lot of in a lot of his photos. It's uh, I did get to actually different. photograph Hillary and Clinton um, oh. back at the White House. The pictures aren't in the book. They were more um, kind of a little bit. They were kind of lifestyling reportage. It was a story for In Style, and I was just invited to a. Um, it was like a state dinner with Nelson Mandela, and they wanted you know people to photograph the place settings and everything. And I know they just you know they weren't like portraits that I felt that worked in the book. They were interesting, but and it was a it's a funny story with Nelson Mandela because um, Ann Clinton. I love him. Somehow I got separated from my assistant because he got separated from me, and he started running with all my equipment, which you don't do around the Secret Service. So he got tackled, and my Nikon, everything went to the, uh, you know, I ruined a lot of camera equipment. All I had was this little point-and-shoot contacts camera. And somehow I kind of got shuffled with um, Bill Clinton and Nelson Mandela into an elevator going upstairs to, like, wow. their room. And I'm, like, in there, wow. with, and it's like, oh, my God. And they're in the elevator, and I'm taking, like, pictures of this little camera, and it took 
a long time to recycle because this was a little camera. It was film. And I just remember Bill Clinton looking at me like going, any time now. And I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Cool. I love that. My experience with Bill Clinton. But, yeah, I would, be, you know, you know, be more prepared for Barack if that were to happen. So, But yeah, it, it was still a funny in hindsight, looking back at it, and there's some great shots of Hillary. Yeah, you, like, send, you know what? You should send the book over to Obama at the White House. Yeah, no, I, I definitely should. After that, yeah, I, I saw him. Yeah, I was watching the of the of him watching the Carol King thing on last night. That was pretty interesting. Yeah, when she was playing, oh, Aretha Franklin was playing. That was yeah. incredible. Oh yeah, yeah, she's awesome. You know, you mentioned yeah. in one of your songs, Carly Simon. So mm-hmm. I, I assume that your shoot with her was really well. You choose. She she's a very loving, wonderful person in person. You know, talking mm-hmm. to her and stuff. What was that like? What was what was that whole shoot like? Doing your that was a shoot for her? In Style magazine. Um, it was mm-hmm. an at home, and I worked with a, another uh, great um, photo director, um, Lori Kurtakville, who I had um, mm-hmm. you know, worked with. It different magazines at Rolling Stone and then at In Style. And um, it was at our home at, at in, the, in, the, in Martha's Vineyard. And um, I remember we, you know, we flew in. It was very foggy. I thought we were going to die, but that was another story. We, we didn't. And um, we got to the house, and you smell these fake cookies coming out of the kitchen. You know, like kind of I think realtors do that as a trick, you know, to like make yeah, people feel really Yeah, they put really vanilla home. in the microwave is what they do. They put vanilla in the microwave. But she was really baking these cookies, and they they were amazing. And then you know her her son Ben was home. He was like playing guitar in the kitchen, and you know, and he sounds just like James Taylor, of course. So it's like this is like you know, the, the cookies and the sounds kind of permeating the house. And that was back in the day where you would would be with somebody for two days on an assignment, you know, because you'd mm-hmm. be doing you know all the architectural shots and kind of lifestyle and you know, the potting shed and all that. And, yeah, she was really into gardening and, and very personable. And um, like I, I was telling earlier the story, I don't know if I finished it, but at one point we were waiting around and she just um, broke into to your Sylvain. And there was one of these little, like, kind of drums, like I think they're called a timba or like a That's funny. bongo kind of thing uh-huh. laying around. So I picked it up and I start playing with her. And we did, like, the whole song. I mean, of course, you know, it's just oh, like... Wow. Her on the piano, her like red, and everyone's just like, oh my god, oh my god, and never caught on film or video at least. But um, so that was a great moment. And then the other fun thing was one of the shots that's in the book is her. She, we were in this bathroom with a big clawfoot tub, and she said, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll take a bubble bath." And she just had this kind of really wacky sense of humor, and she goes, "Oh, oh god, funny. I have a great idea. I have lobsters like." downstairs i was going to make for dinner so she yeah. runs down bathrobe on runs downstairs water swinging everywhere and she brings up these lobsters and she just has this lobster in the bathtub with her and she's like laughing hysterically and my you know it was really steamy in there and i could barely see through my you know the viewfinder and my assistant was getting all excited and had the shutter speed set wrong and so like how you know back then like you know, half the shutter curtain didn't show, but I I got the shot. It ended. I I got what I needed. But it was just like one of those like just crazy moments that you're not really prepared for. That you know they're like gifts that happen, and it it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah I got to bring There's up something, George. I met Ben Taylor at City Winery in New York. You know, and he sounds like what you're talking about. His voice, yeah. you'll you'll fall on the floor. His voice sounds like oh, it's amazing. Taylor. Yeah, it's amazing, right? You can't yeah. describe it to people. You got to hear his voice, right? 
<laughs> and, but she was great because she sang the whole time when we were shooting. You know how some people just sing in their house? And she does, uh-huh. but, it, you know, it's early time. She was constantly singing. It was just so beautiful. You know, she'd be outside oh. the garden potting shed, and she'd be singing. And, you know, and I just, I, I, you know, remembering that. Also, another memory was I was just her her smile and her, her mouth is just amazing. She has these lips that are like, you know, like a, a Marguerite painting or like one yeah, of exactly. Ray's paintings. So I did a whole roll, a, a shot, just of her mouth, like with a macro lens and a little yeah. bit of movement. Wow. Ended up one of those in the book as well. Yeah, it's great. That's really a great big. shot, like the blurred image. It's beautiful. That you know, mm-hmm. that's Simon. It's just like it's so yeah, yeah. incredible. That and the, le- you know, the and then legs that just went on forever, you know, it just it was just incredible. She's amazing. She's yeah. just amazing. You know, I want to ask really quick, um, Sure. We started this off with talking about your book and how you always mm-hmm. had a camera in your hand as a child, mm-hmm. and uh, I just want to know, like, where did it, where did it really start? How did this all start with you with photography? What, how did it become your your love? And then you got into drumming. I want to know about more about that. Well, drumming was earlier. I'd probably start with that because mm-hmm. I, I, you know. It, Ever since I, I remember my when my sister Barbara went to visit an old elementary school teacher of ours who lives somewhere in North uh-huh. Carolina now. They go every year. And she said, oh, I remember your brother. She's got to be in her late 90s. She goes, he was always playing drums on the table, and it drove everybody crazy with his finger <laughs> on my report card. So this is like this. That's probably the first memory. But I, you know, in junior high bands, marching bands, and uh, orchestras, and then I had, um, you know, my parents got me a drum set, which I could only play when no one was home in the basement because I was, I think, pretty annoying. And um, I had Good. like, I had one record in the beginning. It was Indigata Davida, and I would just play that over and over until I memorized the drum solo. And then I, you know, started getting a couple of other LPs that I would play to like um, Steppenwolf or, you know, but it was, you know, kind of a very limited you know <laughs> repertoire in the beginning, but it was mainly, you know, like, but it was, you know, very rudimentary drumming and, you know, you had an, you know, went to competitions and stuff, but I didn't really do that past high school. So, you know, I have a drum set now gathering dust in the garage. It's a old Ludwig. Like, Did, the one do you have any photographers that you looked up to George, any photographers that you, really hit home with, you know, in your life that you looked up to? Well, I mean, obviously Helmut, who was, you know, who I uh, who I worked with. But, I mean, I, again, I think it's kind of like music. I have a very eclectic taste in photography. I mean, I, I love, like, you know, that the how... I want to hear more about the Enzel drumming Adams. thing. I'm sorry. Get back to that. What? No, I want to hear more about how the drumming thing and then how you got into oh, okay. photography. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I want to okay, hear that. Okay, you want me more about the drumming? I want to hear how you what you did. Did you play professionally? Did you do? Oh no 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 no! Never fit? professionally. Just like I think no, my only that, no. job I ever had playing the drums was at like a high school sock op with a That's yeah. Awesome. You know we were you know then, that, that was it. I never really took the drumming past high school right, or any kind right, of right. professional level. No, but didn't do that. Still in you. But the photography, how, I you know I did. Yeah. I would try to find ways to make money. Mm-hmm. I did work for a local modeling agency where I would, you know, do models okay. in their portfolios. And that kind of got me interested in fashion. And, and I was living in Tennessee at that time, and I was going to the University of Tennessee. 
And I went there for two years until I really couldn't take any more photography classes um, than, than what they offered. And then um, a cousin of mine, uh, Bruce Plotkin, and his uh, father is my mother's brother, and he was a photographer in Worcester and did everyone's you know, portraits and weddings and bar mitzvahs. Anyway, my cousin Bruce had a big fashion and advertising studio in, on 18th Street in New York, and he's, he had gone to Art Center, so he recommended that I go to Art Center. So my dad and I, dad and I drove out to California, and I, I went to Art Center, and I remember like kind of walking through that big bridge there, and I opened the door, and I almost knocked this old man over, and it was Ansel Adams, uh, and he was there to wow. deliver no commencement. Way. So it was, like, it was like this kind That's of awkward meeting with Ansel Adams, like, oh, <laughs> That's so crazy. yeah, that, so that's how I kind of started. But I, you know, was always kind of doing little jobs and side jobs on the side and, and stuff like that. And so, and, and um, you know, it's interesting now because I can also my son Joshua, um, he's uh-huh. a second year student at the University of Vermont in Burlington, oh, and he's very much into photography and film. And I can kind of see that same drive and and passion with him in photography, plus he's doing some amazing films as well, it's something that I never really got into. But um, what was, uh, George, what was your first big job, uh, photography job? My what first was... job, I was trying to think that, um, that I shot the motels for Capitol Records, mm-hmm. and it was either that or the Eddie Money. Um, I also did his album, the, you know, the Two right. Tickets to Paradise. So those are my, was with Henry Marquez at Cap- Capitol Records. I did yeah. the motels and that really big shot of like, uh, close up of Martha Davis inside, and um, yeah, that was. I remember it was like so cool because you know you could shoot somebody and they go, oh, we're playing at the Whiskey tonight or the Roxy, and you go down and you'd see them, and it was it was very kind of like a like a family, you know, when you did jobs like that. It was very that was very cool, although you probably didn't realize it at the time. And but yeah. I, I remember like you know being able to shoot album covers too on a Hasselblad it was perfect. It was a big wow. square format, and then you go like. To Tower Records on Sunset, and the entire window would be like like your album cover or something. Right, exactly. Yeah, such... isn't that trippy when you see your yeah. work right in front of you? Yeah. Or like big sur- posters. It's, it's like, and wow. big, George, big, too, at Tower. Because yeah. when Judith and I did our album covers, we'd always see it in Tower Records or, you know, the other places, and they'd be huge, right? Yeah. It's very dramatic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or billboards. No, right around yeah, there. Billboards, yeah, billboards. Right. Billboards yeah. are amazing. Exactly. Billboards yeah. are amazing. Yeah. So you know, um, I wanted. To, I asked, how did you and Spencer meet? Because of the Chrissy? No, not the Joan Jet. Yeah, the Joan Jet. As I, I talked about. Um, I had called portfolios up to my office, and George was amongst those, and that's how it started. I literally just sent his por- oh, wow. his portfolio down to. Uh, their managers and Joan, and they said, you know, they always said to me, okay. They never said no to me. They said, okay, whoever. And George was a portfolio, but I had this gut feeling about George. I had never worked with him. His work was amazing in the portfolio, and I, I just uh-huh. knew it, and it intuitively worked out. I mean, the whole package was just filled with amazing photographs, if you see the packaging. So uh, that's how that started, you know. Wow. Well, George, I thank you. I know that I'm looking <laughs> no. here. Oh. I'm looking at that your favorite pastimes are traveling, the American back roads, and your airstream. I love airstreams. Have you ever shot any pictures of airstreams? They're gorgeous. 
I've seen. Oh some yeah, photos we've been of, using it as a. We just uh, got it a couple of years ago, and we kind of. We also are. We have a, a farm here in upstate New York, yeah. and we use it as a, a location as well. And other people use a location, but you know, whenever anybody comes, they always want to shoot in and around the airstream. You know, it's it's just mm-hmm. so classic, and everyone wants to stay in it too. <laughs> no, it's gorgeous. Yeah. So in your traveling, have you been taking any of scenic photography at all? Yeah, I'm always, I mean, a lot of times I'm traveling for work, so and mm-hmm. I always have a camera with me, and I'm just, you know, I'm always taking photos. I just, I always have a camera. I love snapping, whether it's with my phone or I try to have, like, a real camera with me most of the time. Oh, and, my yeah, cause I just. Yeah, I'm just always seeing yeah. stuff. You know, I'm I'm still very excited about photography. I get, you know, I still really like doing what I'm doing. I'm doing, and you know, I can see myself still doing it for a very long time. I, you know, I I enjoy. Yeah. It. I don't think photographers ever retire. I think you know, <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. And you know, I, his helmet once said, he said, you know, your pictures don't even really get interesting till you're after till you till you're after fifty. Anyway, you know. Oh so, wow, that's interesting. So true. In you his, know, you said. So- you said something really interesting in the beginning. You said that uh, you started taking photos, and um, you before you used to be in all the family portraits. But then when you started taking all the photos, you kind of disappear because you were always the one behind the camera. That's yeah. what's happening with me. I have mm-hmm. I take so many photos. I love the fact that I have a camera on my um, mm-hmm. phone, you know. And it's just like you know now it's like Instagram and all that. But yeah. It's just I'm always the one taking photos of everyone else, and everyone says, "Why don't I ever see any pictures of you?" Because I'm always the one behind the behind the thing. I always wanted to take photos, and yeah. I find myself taking things. And I told this dispenser, I just find myself taking photos of most amazing things, like just a flower, just the way it looks, yeah. just right at that yeah. moment. And I'm always saying, "Quick, quick, quick!" Just this moment, because you know the sunlight's going to change any second, or the or the wind, or whatever. It's like True. every second counts. Yeah. I think you know, what's happening. You know, I, I always, just, you know, I, I do photography on the side myself, and mm-hmm. actually, people said I should have been a professional, but I picked design. But I still love it, and I work with photographers. But to me, it's like someone said to me a long time ago. You know, George has said, Car- "Always carry a camera with you." Yeah, always yeah. carry a camera with you. Right? Yeah. Holly, you know you're doing that. You're doing that, Holly. You know. Yeah, I think we have a whole generation, especially with you know Instagram and Facebook and all the social media people. You know, everyone has their phone, so everyone always has a camera. But it's it's funny. I looked downstairs, and there was at some point I think when my son was maybe around five, I used to shoot everything Mm -hmm. on my little a contacts, not a point. It was a beautiful rangefinder camera, and then you know I would send them off, and I would get back, you know, thirty six four by six prints. And I have these boxes with these beautiful prints, and I I really miss something because you don't do that anymore. Everyone, of course, you can make a print on your desktop printer, but no one really ever does. So you have all these stuff on your computer, your hard drives, and a lot of times stuff gets lost because your computers crash, or you know you email pictures. (laughs) But we have this whole generation that you know doesn't really know that or know scrapbooks. It's it's Mm -hmm. weird, and you know as my wife Jennifer always says important also to live in the moment because it's like right, you know true. it's it's very addictive to always be taking pictures of things and then like it's like you don't it, and somehow you're almost not experiencing that and that's a strange thing probably to come from a photographer but it's i think it's a balance you know so yep. 
No, totally get that. Yeah. I'm always, I always have my phone and my Nikon with me, and it's like yeah. I carry it in my pocket and or my purse, no matter yeah. where I go. Yeah, and if you have a, an icon, especially thing. an old SLR with you know mm-hmm. film, you'll shoot a lot slower because you know it. You know it's just you know, and it's you know you might take one picture a week or a couple, but it's those will be spe- you know just that almost becomes like shooting an eight by ten sheet of film, you know, because yeah. it's become precious. That's right. one reason I love really large format because it it requires you to really really think about what you're putting there, you know. So do you take pictures the book, of Ruby? Do we take do you take pictures of Ruby? I want to hear about Ruby or chocolate. Oh, Ruby, my dog Ruby. Ruby, <laughs> Ruby she's not think in here. You didn't think we were going to get out of this without talking about Ruby, did you? No, she would she would um, be like <laughs> clawing me for dinner about right now. But um, she's a sweetheart. She's a chocolate lab, about four years old, and she's this she's the sweetest dog. Really smart. She loves being in photographs. We also have a border collie that's quite a bit older, about thirteen. Oh, but they, you know, collie. if you're shooting something, they want to be in there, and they're total yep. posers, and they're just like they love the camera. They've always been around the camera, and they think it's a really fun thing. <laughs> but she's a great dog, that's and they have lots funny. of room to run around, and they don't have to be on a leash, and you can just. Let them go out, and you know they can wander on 25 acres of wonderful property. So, well, what yeah. I want to ask, I want to ask you, what um, are you planning on doing for New Year's? Oh boy, <laughs> we've been to like three parties this week already. We uh, we live on this amazing road here in uh, upstate New York, and there's this, you know, there's what part photographers and. Amazing chefs, and we went to this dinner uh-huh. party last night. It was a sit-down dinner party for like 35 people that my friends uh, Marcy Brownstein and Rebecca French put on, and it was just like it was amazing. So uh, we're a little bit partied out right now, but uh, <laughs> we'll be doing something. Um, my wife always likes to make uh, black-eyed peas on for New Year's, and I, I think our neighbor wants to do I that. Do They're that. all from the so we'll probably do that and cornbread and. You know, you we'll do something, but I, I don't, you know. With me, right, Spencer? Oh, That's Holly's a cooker. She's a yeah. great cook. Great cook, Holly. Oh. <laughs> I tell you, George, great cook. I don't, I don't I know how this year went by very quickly. It just doesn't seem like it's it really I, the the new year already. I don't know. Something something happened. I think I was just very busy with the book, and then I kind of took my head out of the sand, and it's like, oh, it's Christmas, you know, that kind of thing. So. Isn't yeah. that crazy? It happened to us. Uh, well, what are you... What are you currently working on right now? What can we look for coming from you soon? Um, well, I've started, like, working on um, a book of my nudes, kind of doing very, very mm-hmm. edit. That's stuff I've mm-hmm. been shooting for almost 40 years. And that will be, you know, obviously, a, you know, very, very personal work. And that's, you know, not something that will happen right away, but I'm kind of starting to, you know, edit through things for that. And I'm always shooting my work, which is portraits and, um, you know, and and my news as well and, and landscapes and things. And, I'm, you know, just continual the, continuing to work on uh, commercial assignments, whether it's uh, record work. I just shot uh, uh, Suzanne Vega again with, um, oh, with, awesome. with Jerry Hyden over at Smog Design, and hopefully maybe we'll get another Grammy for that, the one we got, like, for – Days of Open Hand, and um, yeah. Yeah, you know, George, I met her in New York. Mark Kostabi is a close friend of hers, and I oh. met Suzanne in New York recently, and we're like yeah. close friends. Suzanne, yeah, yeah it's it's great. It's, it's 
so much fun, like, you know, working with people. And then when you work with them, like, for the third time and you kind of, you know, have this the history and then people keep coming yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's kind of being a photographer is a little bit like Mission Impossible. You know, you get that <laughs> set tape and you, well, you yeah. choose a, this assignment. And you never know what's, you know, you. it's hard to make plans. You never because know. It's, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll take a vacation in a month, and then, you know, that could change, like, in the next hour. And it's, um, you know, it's a little unnerving, but it's kind of exciting at the same time. So. Right, right. And I'm going to be also doing a lot of, um, you, know, uh, you know, kind of promotion and press junkets with the book, both here, you know, especially oh, out on the West yeah. Coast and um, internationally as well. So T- Tell us about, oh, wait fantastic. a minute, what people don't know, tell us about who the publisher is and how they can get the book. Um, the the publisher is Dob uh, Media out of um, Cologne, Germany, and it's distributed through ACC here in the states. But it's it's on Amazon. Um, if they want, like, order you know autographed and scribed copies, they can just go to HoltzHollywood.com. They can get the book like that. Um, but yeah, if they go Amazing to HoltzHollywood.com to order, then it, I list all these different ways they can get it and stuff. But it's, yeah, it's readily yeah. available, and it's in like. Um, you know, in the bigger cities in L.A., it's in like BookSoup, um, you know, all the, the bookstores and and things like that. You know, in New York City, it's in Rizzoli and all, you know, all over. It's in a lot of the stores as well. So. I, I tell you, Holly and I get a lot of photo books, but this is really beautiful mm-hmm. printing, very beautiful printing, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's done in Germany, that's why. Germany no, we, we actually printed way. in Italy. And Italy, Italy, Italy. Oh, Italy. Uh, really? The designer, yep. John yep. Hyden, and, you know, yeah, I, and he was Italy. really nice. pressing yep. that, you know, that we, which is unusual these days because of the cost. And, you know, a lot of things are, that you know, also, sense. you know, printed in China and things are you know, obviously nothing wrong with that. But um, uh-huh. I did, you know, early on the, the um the publisher had been worked on several books with um, Bruno Nicholas, an um, incredible uh-huh. foreman supervisor in in Verona. So very early on in the early in the process, we actually did wet proofs on wow. all different kinds of paper. Yeah, which is unheard of these days. Yeah, that's right. It's unheard of. Whites are all tritone. It was um, oh my God. you know, and then mixed with four color in the imposition. So you know, it took a very long time because sometimes you'd print a sheet with only mm-hmm. the black and white, and you'd have to let it dry for a couple of days and then do the oh. others and then turn it over, let it dry for a couple of days. Oh, so I got to be in Italy for two weeks with just an incredible um, printer called Campisi, and just, you know, we, we printed for two sessions a day instead of around the clock so we could, you know, have wonderful dinners at night and everything, and it was just, it was a wonderful experience, and, you know, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it makes such a difference when you're on the press and you're working with great people. And as a photographer, because it's like being in the dark room. I mean, yeah, you, I can, worked, you know, you see your things on the computer Timothy screen. White, George, on a that book. That and then you go on pre-press, and it's the next Hold level, on, but you when you're on the press. Yeah. Uh, but George, uh, George <laughs> I'm and sorry. I designed a book with Timothy White. Oh, no, 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 sorry. He, okay. he, he, flew to Italy, he flew to Italy <laughs> to go on press, you know, and it was like um, – you know, it's a, like a thing. You got to be on press. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have so you know, much more control. I mean, you can say, give it a little bit more black. You know, or give it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, you know, it's all a compromise because right. things are printing across from each other. So you try to, you know, do the best you can. And uh, I remember they kept going, Giorgio. It's not possible to do more black. No Gennaro. <laughs> You know, I, because it'll never dry, you know. It was funny. I yeah, just funny. remember that it's like we don't have any, 
know, uh, actually just met Timothy in L.A. Um, oh, he did. He's wow. running the the gallery at the uh, Sunset Marquee. Oh, great! The, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the the Morrison Hotel there. Yeah, yeah he, we mm-hmm. did a beautiful we did a beautiful right. Indian Larry book with him, gorgeous book. And yeah, printed in Italy. I got him the deal in England actually with a mm. publisher, and he printed in Italy. I got to tell you the story though; it's a very funny story. The publisher didn't want to put an embossing on the front cover, so mm-hmm. Timothy says he calls me up. He says, "Spence, I got to fly to Italy." So I said, "Fine, he's going to go on press." He calls me up, and the publisher did not want to print the embossing on the cover because it's too expensive. So Timothy mm-hmm. told the printer to do the embossing, <laughs> and he <laughs> did it, and. Not a word was said after that. Uh, the book came out embossed on the cover. <laughs> and that's awesome. That's the way Timothy is. Awesome. I mean, Timothy yeah. is very, if you know Timothy White, and you, I'm sure you know him, George, he's very yeah. meticulous, very yeah. meticulous. You well, know, when we I'm were sure. on press and we were doing the book, and, you know, we originally we wanted to do a metallic ink for the cover. Yeah. And it was Ooh, it was too. Nice. But when we were there, and, you know, we were it was the end of the day, and, we, you know, we're all drinking beers. And the guy goes, Katso, and he goes over and he just starts, you know, mixing these metallic inks by hand on this old Heidelberg. Oh, wow, that great. Oh, I love this that. story. And he comes over and he just, he says, Momento, and he just, like, changes, you know, out the inks for the yeah. metallic gold for the cover. Great. And he goes, Babeni. I mean, it was like they never, you know, didn't say, it was just, they just did it because, you know, it took another five minutes, you know, to do it. Right, that's <laughs> it was, cool. That's a very cool story. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's. Like that. That was the wonderful thing about working with, you know, something because they were very excited about the project. You know, when they mm-hmm. saw how I, into it I was, and you know, we were just, you know, we became really good friends by the end of the process. You know? Wow, beautiful. that's what it's like in Italy. Let me tell you. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like they're like Michelangelo. It's like no, nothing, nothing is held back. But you know what I wanted to bring up really quick was you mm-hmm. are a very humble person because you have a Grammy and a Clio. Why don't we talk about that a little bit? <laughs> no, they're just. Uh, well, the Grammy was out. for um, um, Days of Open Hand, um, and mm-hmm. I did the portrait of Suzanne Vega. That's in that little um, kind of collage, mm-hmm. and Jeff Kern did the the like the collage that my picture was dropped in. Is so, that, that was with, uh, that with Jerry Hyden? That was at A and M Records, I believe. We we did that. Yeah. And the Clio was for, I did a whole series. This is when I first came to New York for the International Gold Corporation. It was a series of, of beauty shots with um, women's faces or hands and things with, with gold. It was kind of, you know, generic pieces. It was more about nice. photograph, but it was a lot of shadow and a little bit of movement in the beauty. So you got that the, the shimmering. And, again, they were like big billboards and things. And, yeah, it was exciting. It was with the... DDB Needham and uh, Ron Louis was the art director, and um, yeah, it got a, a lot of attention. And yeah, George, the, we had the open the hand awards. cover, the open hand package. We had that in, in a limited edition special packaging show in New York. It was around the block. The show was amazing, and that wow. package oh. was in that show. And yeah. um, it's a great. It's a hologram on the front cover. It's like a hologram picture. Right. What wow. are we talking about now, Spence? The Suzanne Vega. This Suzanne Vega, Vega oh, okay. open hand package. Okay. But it, it's I'm a hologram. Holly, it's a hologram photograph. You got to know about this, and it's a beautiful. No, no, no. I've but, seen the photograph. I was just confused because we were talking about the Grammy, and the Clio, and all that, and then it went back to no, that. It's a Grammy, yeah, it's no, a Grammy no, no. package. The Grammy package. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. That's interesting. That's yeah. really, really cool. God, George, you've done so much. That's so amazing, and we're so happy that we are here with you today. Um, what didn't we cover? 
that we want to cover here. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like, you know, I know I know that we're all on a time different time zone, so we're trying to figure this all out. Uh, so, George, I wanted to ask you um, if there's anything you would like to add to this, and also the fact that you have your son. How old is your son? Uh, Nineteen. He's yeah. 19 and he's a, and he's getting into photography. That's amazing. Well, he's been doing That's... photography. I mean, for a while, he's again loved photography. I mean, and um, but he actually photographed a cookbook that's going to be coming out this um, this spring right. with paper down the sheet. Rebecca French. Um, oh, that's great. Beautiful cookbook of, of food still life that they did a lot of in kind of ambient light. Really, really, really nice. Mm. And. Um, yeah, so it's exciting to see him doing that and, and you know, his interest in film. And, uh, you know, I think film is something I wish I would have gotten into more, and I, I think that, that I might as well. I do. I like directing, and I like, you know, continuous light and, and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't think of a lot more that, um, you know, I can say. unless And there's anything specific you want to cover, I'm happy to, you know, no, I've got tons of time totally and tons of energy. George, George, could you do you me want a to favor? Do. If when you when you speak yeah. to Jerry Hyde next, tell her to call me. Okay. Uh, well, she might be favor. listening. <laughs> I hope so, Jerry. You've yeah. been there. We love you. There's a lot of people listening, and again, I want to yeah. say that anybody calling in or I, I don't even know how that works. I guess, but um, yeah, no, 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 no one called in yet, okay. and um, but the chat room is full, and um, I do want to say also that. Um, anyone that's listening that be- missed the beginning of the show, the show will be available immediately afterwards on Red Velvet Media under the Indie Cafe um, and also then on iTunes um, under Red Velvet Media. And we do these special shows. Spencer and I do them together, and we are so happy to have you here. And especially on New Year's, um, the day before New Year's Eve, I don't know what time it is there. Yeah, so it's near. No, it's only six. Near a after three months. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're like getting into the we're getting into the mode, you know, of getting ready to go into the new year. So. And what are you both going to do? What are you I, doing for the new year? I'm flying around. I'm just going to okay, be flying. Okay, you're flying around. Okay. I'm going yeah. to a I'm going to a small party in the Upper West Side with some musician friends that I go to every year. It's a nice mm-hmm. quiet party close to my house, so okay. no freak out on traveling. And that's what yeah. I'm doing New Year's Eve. Well, that's that's, that's exciting. Well, I definitely help when I. You're in Sonoma, right, Holly? Um, normally yes. Uh huh. Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe I'll get out there one of these days, and um, we can actually oh. meet. Or, West Coast. You know the vineyards. The vineyards are actually beautiful this time of the year. Um, mm-hmm. They are just gorgeous, and especially harvest time. Oh my gosh! I had somebody that wanted to do a photo shoot with myself in the vineyard, and mm. um, I was like, "Wow, that would be a really cool thing to do." You know, um, you could get real artsy in a vineyard. You know, you could do some really interesting. And you know, what's really interesting is. Um, when I've driven around, I see a lot of barns that are um, just, they're no longer no of any use. They're just, you know, nobody's living in them. They're just empty. And mm. some of them are falling apart, and they're just beautiful. And 
I actually went up to a couple of them and have taken a lot of photographs just because, like I said, I love taking photographs. I can mm. see, like, a really cool photo shoot done at some of these abandoned barns. They're, like, some of them just have the structures, the windows, and just part of the wall still up. And, mm. um, yeah. Oh, sounds it's, yeah. I love the light yeah, up when, there. When, My wife and I were on vacation there gorgeous. a couple of summers ago and driving around Napa Valley and Sonoma and it was yeah it was just you know not only the wine was amazing but the, just the vistas and you know if you don't like the light there you just wait five minutes it's always changing and oh it just changed yeah, yeah. every second and it's it, the same it here where we much... are in the in the Catskill Mountains it's just a beautiful yeah. light that you know I find nowhere else in the world and I remember I was doing a shoot it's been so warm here until like yesterday we had finally had some snow but um, mm-hmm. oh, it had been even, like, you know, in the 60s and the 70s, and I was doing a shoot outside, and it, it was just that, that light was, like, almost like, you know, if it would have been the summertime, it would have been like the light was at 7 o'clock in the evening, but it was that way all day because it's so low in the sky. Yeah. And I remember shooting, and I could actually see the light moving across this woman's body, like the shadow, almost like an wow. eclipse. As the sun would move. And, you know, it's that the kind of thing. Normally when you're shooting, like, yeah. you shoot and you have, like, 10 or 15 minutes, you can do a shot. But this would be like, you know, in two minutes, the light would be gone. It would be, like, five feet over somewhere. It was really interesting, yeah. you know. Wow. Well, Global you know, warming um, light, you know. It, it is. It is. And, you know, what's really interesting in Sonoma is, um, mm-hmm. you know, the the fog that comes in sometimes. Mm. Because Sonoma is in a valley. And mm-hmm. they're surrounded. It's surrounded by mountains, so they're basically. It's called Valley of the Moon because they have the most beautiful moons, and the, and they have. It's also called Valley name. of the Rainbow. Valley of the mm-hmm. Rainbows, because we have two or three rainbows all the oh. time. When there, are, you know, usually oh. there's one rainbow or two rainbows a day in Sonoma, mm-hmm. but the moons, and it's called Valley of the Moon, and there's a couple different Valley of the Moon. Um, that's what they do with the Vintner Association. But um, it's just it's really unique, and it's in itself like um, Spencer. You got to see it. It's just it's yeah, like, it sounds cool. You've been to Tuscany, obviously. You've been to Italy, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's like being. Wow. I mean, it's like you feel like you're in Italy. You know, even you mm. know, even if you're not, and um, yeah, it's just so different. And, uh, you know, Spencer, I'm surprised this whole show we've done, we haven't heard one siren because Spencer's in New York. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's in New York and a quiet, Holly. Amazing, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah that is interesting. 70, and here, all, all you 70, might hear is a, a lone coyote. Oh, no, <laughs> or no, Ruby. no. And here, oh, no, no. Coyote's crazy here. When they have harvest time here mm-hmm. in Sonoma, <laughs> the coyotes, they get rousted out of the um, vineyards. And mm-hmm. so wow. you hear them, and at night you hear them howling. And it's pretty creepy at times because um, I'm known for leaving the front door open a lot of times, and I like to leave it open because I like to let the air in a lot of times. And I'm in a gated area, so it's cool. But still there's animals that come to the door like i have a raccoon that knows how to turn the doorknob now on my door it's pretty creepy it's crazy but there's deer <laughs> there's quail there's coyotes 
And we're talking Old Town Sonoma, and then you go more towards in town, and it's just it's just like so it's it's just beautiful, you know. It's well, it's really neat. But you know, upstate New York, I know very well. Um, mm-hmm. Now you're in near the Catskill Mountains, right? You're right there. Yeah, that's amazing. So do you know where New Kensington is? New Kensington? Oil, no, I don't know where New that is. New Kensington or Oil City? Um, no. Uh, of course, Watkins Glen, you know where that is. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to spend a lot of summers in that area when I was mm. younger growing up. Yeah, upstate New York. Upstate New York is so, it's just so beautiful. It is oh, gorgeous. But it's gorgeous. Snow, when you get snow, it's like, okay. <laughs> You're over. <laughs> snow for days, right? Right. Uh. I know. Well, you know, um, I just want to say I hope everyone has a really amazing New Year and a safe one. Um, hey, Spencer, what are they doing for Times Square this year? Are they really having – are they going to have New Year's in Times Square this year? I, I don't know. To tell you the truth, I don't really follow it. I'm not a Times Square person, I'll be honest with you. So I don't know what's going on down there. Um, uh-huh. I kind of like – I heard there's a lot of police presence this year. Yeah, there'll probably be something like that. But for all the lunatics mm-hmm. that go down there, I think the whole thing's a waste of time, to tell you the truth. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a mob scene. I mean, hello. Usually freezing weather on top of it, and I don't mm-hmm. understand it, but I, I don't know. I just don't relate to the lunacy of that. Well, yeah, I, think, you can I, really, I don't know what's going on, though. I don't know what's going on there, to tell you the truth, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. George, have you ever shot Times Square at New Year's? Um, not at New Year's. I mean, I did the shot at Kevin Spacey. I've done some other shoots there, um, you know, things that aren't in the book. But, I, yeah, I never never knew. I, I just, like like Spencer said, I think it's just, you know, you can't even get that close anymore, and it's such a, you know, such a presence of police and security. It kind of takes, yeah. I, I mm-hmm. think, fun out of it. You know, it's it's easier to just watch on the television. Right, <laughs> exactly. exactly. It is. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it is. It's like, you know, yeah. it very much is. It's it's very interesting, you know, to see how everything's changing. Um, what we all want, we're able to do, like when we used to be able to go snorkeling and and be able to actually walk up to Stonehenge before the fences went up and stuff wow. like that. It's like now mm-hmm. everything's so different. Everything's mm-hmm. changed. Yes, but true. it's all captured in beautiful photography like, you know, that you've been able to take and other people. And so, you know, we have things, we can have memories, which yeah. are really important. And, you know, I think the amazing thing about photography is sometimes, you know, you'll shoot something, you know, especially outside and, you know, it's kind of like a set. It's just, it's always mm-hmm. changing, you know, an yeah. old tree trunk that just falls down. So, you know, that's never going to be photographed again. Or, you know, just, you know, mm-hmm. natural things that change or or you don't have access to anymore. I mean, I looking at the picture, I, I have of Sonic Youth. I mean, a great band and, you know, Kim Gordon and everything. And yeah. we just happen to be, you know, in downtown, and you can see the World Trade Center in the shot. And it, it really didn't make wow. the shot in the background. Right. But now, mm-hmm. looking back, it is it's a very important element of that photograph. Exactly right. Exactly. But, you know, I could have easily, I mean, I did have shots from other angles, but that, you know, I just thought, well, that's kind of a cool shape in the background, and that's why I chose it. But it, it, but it takes on a whole different meaning. Or any true. Now it does, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's like absolutely. how important at the time it was, you know, it was just something that, like, you know, the 
Chrysler Building or the Empire State Building that you take for granted, and you know you would never think that something like that would would be gone. Yeah, maybe you know you don't have access to a waterfront, and so those pictures become really special, or you know. Right. But you know, it's happening. It's happening in nature totally. too. Totally. Yep. Totally get that, and and that's yep. the really beautiful thing about people like yourself that are able to capture those moments. It's like yep. they're, you know, it's like there's one song that Jackson Brown does called, um, I don't know, it's called Fountain of Sorrow, but it also talks about mm. photographs. You mm. know, he captured an image of somebody, you know, yeah. in a photograph, um, you know. That I know that's, yeah. Yeah, it's a great song. It's a great yeah. song. And, you know, it's got a lot of things in there about photographs and how memories are held in photographs. So, like, for me, that's, like, how I look at it. I'm taking mm-hmm. pictures for memories and, and, and feelings at that moment because you may never see that again, you know. Yeah. I mean, even look at, like, Paul Simon's Kodachrome. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I think that was written when Kodachrome was still around. But, right. you know, as a photographer, you look at a song like that very differently than, you know, you're probably your average Joe would look at it, you know. I mean, it's a nice song, over and beyond, but then, you know, you think about, like, Kodachrome and Kodak, and right. know, I remember when my son and I were looking at schools, we were up at RIT, and, you know, how Rochester is such mm-hmm. a ghost, you know, with that, you know, that, but that at one point, the, you know, that that yellow and green and red box, black box was like, you know, that, that was king. Kodak was everything. They were the world of photography. Yep. And it, so how did, things like that change, right? I mean, yeah, it's right. really. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, we had Al, very Al Soderweiss medium on my show. Beyond once. just, you know, sorry? It is. Yeah. Do you know Al Soderweiss? He was on my show, and he's a friend. He and his wife are friends, and he's had a couple things in the Morrison. And they're in L.A. and with Kodachrome, um, actually. And he was telling me a long story about Kodachrome and how that was, how it really changed his life. Um, yeah. He shot a lot of stuff for, like, Life magazine and he mm-hmm. was a photojournalist. Yeah, yeah, very beautiful yeah. work. Yeah. And, uh, and the guy that um, just recently, ugh, my mind is just going crazy now. He just did a whole book. <laughs> On um, what was his name? Spence, the guy, the guy, the the guy they just did a um, movie on that Johnny Depp was involved in, and uh, they did his funeral. And uh, you know who I'm talking about? They shot his ashes out of a cannon. Oh, that I'm not sure. Got... But are you talking about? Oh, Mark? he played a mobster. Oh. That one. No, I'm totally, I'm totally going blank. No, this is I'm a real blank guy. Too. I don't know what, yeah, I'm sorry, I don't know I'm, who you're talking. I'm sorry, but you know what? <laughs> it's like it's okay, I'm Holly. It's okay. It's, it's but okay. the same thing, you know. Not just with locations. It, it's people. I mean, there are people. Yeah, you know, that that's I, what it was. It was the that I photographed here that you know died way too early, like Brittany Murphy, who I got to work with. Oh, you know, on many. Not yeah. a musician, obviously. We're talking about music, but just like, you know, just, you know, you don't expect that. And then you hear that, you know. Right, right. Or like Anna Nicole, you know. You go, you know yeah. Are, you know, way too, you know, young to leave the world. I mean, you know, even, you know, Dennis Hopper, and you know, you know. I mean, there were people who I photographed that were quite old that, you know, you knew that, you know, yes, they probably, you know, would were not going to be around that long. But, you know, people like that, you just, you don't expect that. And it's just, you know, 
So it's I mean, kind Judith, of in a way Judith too. That, Judith a nice and I memory. experienced that with uh, George. Judith and I experienced that with album covers. You know, like the like the Ramones died very young that I work with. Yeah. And, uh, you yeah. know, uh, people that you don't expect, you don't think about it, and all of a yeah. sudden later in life. They die, you know, they, they pass on. And Lou Reed, or recently, you know, Lou Reed was Hunter a part of my Thompson. life. Hunter Thompson. Yeah. Hunter Thompson, that's what it was. Hunter Another Thompson. one, yeah. That's yeah. the guy that Al spent time with. I'm sorry, didn't mean to interrupt, but, yeah, Hunter Thompson. He spent a whole, oh, like, yeah, travel yeah. around with Hunter. He took yeah. pictures. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, my my book got. designer, John Hyden, did uh, uh-huh. that book Gonzo? That great book, you know, on, on yeah. Hunter Thompson. Yeah. Wow. And this amazing, amazing photo. He was an amazing photographer. Mm-hmm. You know that one of um, you know just all those pictures were just great of that whole. Yep. And then know, he did the, the Muhammad Ali book, um, which yeah. was really intense. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I should have known that Hunter. Thompson, I was uh, because that's photograph the one Anthony that, Quinn. He was. Yeah. I mean. He was was quite old. He was in his nineties at the time, and we I photographed him next to this huge oak tree on his property. Wow! Um, and um, it, the story's in the book, but it's still it's a it's a really cool story. And he's leaning against this tree, this big oak tree, and he said that he wanted to have his his ashes planted, um, you know, not planted, but put there after he died. Mm. And um, you know, I, I hope he got his wish. He may have. Oh yeah! Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, you, it's just so interesting how you can meet people, and then it's like every picture that you take of them, just how, there's a story behind it. And, yeah. you know, I really want to thank you so much for sharing so many different stories, and it's it's amazing. You know, film is really important. I Why did you not ever get involved in film? I did a little directing, but, you know, I think some of that also came from Helmet. I, I remember either I asked him this once or, you know, somebody else, because, you know, it would be natural a lot of photographers become, you know, directors. But he, you know, mm-hmm. and his answer, there's so much to do in still photography that, you know, you could spend a lifetime and really not even master that. And, you know, and I think it, you know, it's true. You see a lot of people, you know, that went from still and went to film, but kind of, never really went back to stills. They just, you know, segued into that, and that's what they did. And, you know, I mean, Kubrick right. got his early start as a photographer. You know, he was friends with Ouija, and a lot of his stuff was very based on the still image. And so I, I think it was that. It just, like, you know, photography was, still photography was was very busy. And, it was, you know, it, it's different when things start to move and they start to talk and you capture. And also I just think it's, you know, you do lose some control in film because, there's a lot more people involved, whereas right. photography, you can kind right. of manage the soup a little bit better. You know, there's not as many cooks in the kitchen. So those are probably some uh, of the totally. reasons. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, I can <laughs> see that. But film is just so interesting, though. But I could just see, you know, because we, we interview a lot of musicians that are mm-hmm. getting into doing soundtracks for film. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, getting to be able to interview photographers as yourself, um, you know, that's, mm. like, really cool. I've gotten a lot of people tell me it's so interesting to be able to have and hear an interview about a photographer and really what's behind the the photograph and the story behind it and the intention behind it and what you're actually doing. And I think it's so amazing that you, you know, Helmut Newton, I mean, uh, his pictures are iconic. I mean, they're just 
they blow you away, some of his stuff. Yeah. He's so avant-garde, you know. And uh, I just, I'm so pra- I'm so happy you're here with us today because when I got this book, like I said, it's just such an amazing book. Such oh, an amazing thank book. You. And it's a book. So for book. everyone out there listening, make sure go to uh, George's website and um, take a look at the photographs. Um, you can see some of the other things on there besides just the book. You can see the fashion photography he's ta- done. I mean, I just was blown away with a lot of it. It's gorgeous. And uh, we're so happy that you're here today, and we want to thank you so much for being here today. Pleasure any time. Hey, George, yeah. thanks, for being, thanks for being in my life and Judith's life because it's, oh. just, it's a wonderful feeling to see that we believed in your work and to see those pictures of Joan in the book. I mean, I can't even express it. You know what I mean? It's just well, a thank whole you. Trip. Thank you very much. Well, thank you thank for, you. you know, believing in me. And, uh, you know, it's all yeah. kind of coming full circle. It's kind of it's nice to see Love that, it. you know. I mean, yes. who would have thought, right, that, you know. That's right. <laughs> here we'd be on the radio together. And, and yeah. good luck. This year, we hope that you win another uh, award with the photo yeah, that you were talking that's about. Right. That's up for an award. So that's we're right. we're gonna, and we're ending the show today with a, a very appropriate song. Isn't that funny? Another <laughs> song you chose called yeah. "Lucky Lucky Man" by Emerson Lake and Palmer. Oh, beautiful. Okay. And, oh, Palmer, uh, one of the greatest drummers to ever live. I mean, it's, right. It's, it's true. Yeah. I mean, I. Um, in concert, when I, I don't know how old I was, in my maybe 18, 19. It was just, like, incredible, you know. They were one mm-hmm. of my first concerts I got to see. But, really? Uh, yeah. Did you ever photograph them? Never photographed them, no. I was very, I mean, I could have. I was very young. I, I photographed, um, you know, some concerts. Uh, like, I used to work for the Daily Beacon at the University of Tennessee, so I have, you know, photographed Dan Fogelberg concert and um, God, Ooh, who else? Love Dan Fogelberg. I think yeah. um, uh, not Leonard Skinner. Um, oh, you know a lot of the southern bands that would kind of come through there. Elton John came through, and I, you know, pictures mm-hmm. like concert and photographs. But yeah, I used to, I used to love doing that. I mean, that's a, you know, that's a real discipline. Doing the concert. Oh, well, then you definitely yeah. have to come for harvest time because they have a harvest festival here this year. It was Paul McCartney. Oh and, wow. And. Um, and uh, the Doobie Brothers, obviously, and a lot of different people. I mean, you just just unbelievable amounts of different t- the talent that live in Sonoma and yeah, way yeah. In Holly, Sonoma. I, I gotta, I, I have to excuse myself from this interview. I got my doctor's calling me, and I gotta call my doctor. Oh, good. It's a very important okay. thing. Uh, and um, I just it. want to tell you, George, thanks for being on. And Holly, I love you. Appreciate and, it. Um, I love you too. We'll, we'll be in touch. Later, okay. Friends. Looking forward to seeing more work from you, and I hope you 
when you are ready, yeah, keep in touch with me. Let me know when you want to come to Sonoma. I'll be uh, back in that area. And, okay. Um, it'll be great. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, I hope to do definitely. a book signing sometime maybe in the spring in San Francisco in that area. So that's Oh, not... that would be so cool. That would we'll be definitely so be in, cool. In about all that. Okay. Yeah, San Francisco is really happening. But anyway, we're going to end our show today with Lucky Man, another one of your favorite songs, <laughs> as we just <laughs> talked about. And um, I wish everyone a happy new year, and uh, Red Velvet Media wishes you a happy new year. And so does Andy Caviel speaking for Spencer. And uh, we'll be back after the first of the year. And with right. that, Very happy new year. Yeah. Yep. Happy new year to you, too. And here you okay. guys go. White horses and ladies by the score, all dressed in satin and waiting by the door. Ooh, what a lucky man he was! They made up his bed A gold-covered mattress On which he was led Oh